What is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all, we're back. And your auditory canals are tuned in to episode 197 of the, uh, yeah, episode 197 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And of course, I'm not in the digital digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka that Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just happy to be here talking with my with my two buddies. You know, in all this crazy gamingness. Um, yeah, so I'm happy to be here, and thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to listen to our show. Um, we love, you know, talking about games, and we love, you know, hearing back from people. So thank you so much for being a part of this. Happy belated birthday, buddy. <laughs> Why, thank you, buddy. Yeah, we didn't record last week because we're commencing and uh, celebrating Desmond's birthday. So. Yep, I was very happy. Indeed, indeed. Of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. You're, you're, you're blowing money left and right, yo. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's up? Not much. I just got back from watching the first half of that big game. Big the game. Bowl I'm, of I'm, Supers? Bowl supers, yes, and yeah, we're recording during the second half, so you can show shows you how much we really care about <laughs> about that uh, good old big game on there. I'm saying big game because I don't want I don't want them listening and then suing us for using the uh, registered trademark oh. of the bowl of supers. So. <laughs> you know, I think we can say the name. <laughs> oh, Super Bowl! Oh shit! Oh no! NFL, don't sue me. Yes, I'm yes. sure we're way, way, way up there on their radar. <laughs> you got it, man. We have to like, pay that license. Actually, guys, I just got a message on my phone. We have to shut down the show. So thank you, everybody. Just all right. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Listen to GH Radio for all your gaming good. Oh, wait. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Oh. That hurt. <laughs> all right, folks. As always... Our first talk topic on the docket is going to be the playlist. All right, uh, Jabroni Chief, why don't you kick things off, man? Uh, I am playing the usual stuff, and I don't want to be just playing the usual stuff. I'll just get the usual stuff out of the way. Um, Fancy Star 2, New Genesis, still enjoying that quite a bit. Uh, they were doing a boost uh, towards this last week, so I was raising levels like left and right. Up to level 35 on there. Um, I haven't di- actually haven't been haven't been as diligent as haven't been signing on to do dailies as much as I had been in the past. But I still want to play. But you know, uh, I think a lot of my gameplay has been kind of kind of set with Monster Hunter Rise on the PlayStation console on there. So yeah, we're just kind of doing a slow but steady kind of progression through. Monster Hunter, I've basically been um, 
Now, I've started with the lance, but I've been kind of um, moving kind of over to greatsword, and so I'm kind of doing both. More focus on the greatsword than the lance, but I still like the lance. I even broke out and made a couple of switch axes just for old time's sake in, on there, and so I got them in my uh, repertoire as well, just in case I want to break that out uh, for that. But still enjoying the gameplay uh, quite a bit. Uh, I'm still eager beaver to stay in it uh, until some break comes out for a PlayStation and kind of go from there. Um, you know, I think we all been enjoying it, been playing online quite a bit. And uh, if you definitely want to join us out there, I wish the game was crossplay for those of you folk on PC or on Xbox, but uh, you know, Eaton's, Eaton's fine on the PlayStation uh, for Rise yeah. on there. And yes, so. it has. Rise, Rise has been really good. Um, you know, like Joe, I've been playing it with him, and so is Kevin. And um, I've been trying out the um, the uh, a couple of different things, but mainly Hunting Horn is my main. And then I went back to I just couldn't I just couldn't help myself. I went back to short, Sword and Shield. It is my it has always been my go to. I love it. And so I'm back at it. Um, I might try the great axe because I know that Joe and uh, Kevin are both playing great axes, so they'd be kind of funny great for all three of us. Great sword, thank you. Um, we've great uh, be funny for us all to be running around with uh with great swords, you know, charging up all these like flashy charges as we're trying to we, as we all get hit as we're trying to charge up our hits. Yeah, the thing about the great sword is just I I have still have to get used to. It. I'm so used to playing switch axe and or longsword. Longsword tends to be a little bit more um, fast paced, and so I'm able to you know move and whatnot. I gotta kind of learn how to interrupt some of my animations so I could actually dodge and get out of the way a little bit better. So that's something I need to work on. But uh, yeah, rolling angling. is your rolling is your is your best friend and evade extender. Uh, punishing draw focus all of these skills are really good that way you can be a lot more mobile because when i was playing it back in like what was it third yeah Three you know, it was, yeah it was all about you know running up punishing draw so that first draw has more damage and then quick sheet that way you can put it away faster and reposition you know and then if you really want to be super speedy you put on focus that way you charge up faster so um I just I, I really enjoy the play style um for the uh for the um the great sword. It's just you gotta be patient with it. You just gotta be patient and look for your look for your openings. Yeah. I, sometimes I find myself I'm in an animation and it's like I did not catch the monster whatsoever because of the repositioning of the monster at the time of his animations, that kind of thing. And sometimes I just gotta just get a better sense of getting out of it and kind of going from there so because uh, you know playing lance it's always like you know you're holding your shield most of the time and go tick 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 the whole time and then just positioning and getting into the right line and from there i still enjoy the lance and it's kind of unique and that way so you know but uh, who knows maybe i'll dart over and start playing a different weapon you know think about monster hunters that once you pick up a different weapon almost it plays entirely different so kind of throws some nuances out there for the gameplay and whatnot so so you know i've been a big fan i'm like it's one of my favorite series of all time it's always been for like the longest time so uh i'm gonna keep playing you know unfortunately we have you know fortunately i mean we talked about on the show but um ea's collaboration with tecmo koei and uh, wild hearts is coming out this uh, next 
Friday, and it's basically a, very much a monster hunter esque game, a hunting game. Basically, the like spiritual successor to Todekin. It's basically Todekin three in a different name and a different skin, basically. So, which is a fantastic series. So I'm with that pedigree. I'm really excited to get it. I'll be buy, I'll be buying that day one. Yeah. I've been kind of putting it out there, but I'm just hoping that Wild Hearts, I'm going to have to get some balance between that and Rise, and I still want to continue to play Rise as well. So on there, Uh, as far as my, I went to go see Desmond, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show. So I did get a chance to yet again, it's the running joke of the show that I never play my Steam Deck and usually I don't, but I happened to play my Steam Deck, Uh, you know, pretty much was playing Legend of Heroes Trails. In the Sky again, uh, kind of resuming my playthrough from uh, when I went to go see Desmond over the New Year's break on there. Uh, still enjoying that quite a bit. In fact, uh, I got to mess with the dock for the Steam Deck and got it synchronized in my living room and was tweaking it and kind of making it look its Sunday best. Uh, you know, use the uh, ill-gotten Stadia controller with the Bluetooth support and got that synchronized and, and got that linked with my steam deck so you know that stadia controller is some good on there so um look kind of looking forward to uh keeping up with the joneses and finding more games on steam to play and finding more opportunities to play on there i know if anyone out there in the community has some suggestions i know alberco you've been playing your steam deck deck uh quite a bit so i mean i'm looking for uh maybe just kind of making sure that I, I pay enough heat and get use out of the device and want to you know be able to use it to its fullest potential on there. And then also on my train uh, ride back and forth to, um, to the Bay area on there, I busted out my Nintendo 3DS. And so I played some Fire Emblem Awakening. I haven't really played that game in a long, long time. And, Kind of my impetus to play Fire Emblem Awakening is that the 3DS eShop is closing pretty soon. It's probably closing, I think, at the end of March, beginning of April on there. And so one of my kind of things I've been meaning to do is to go into Fire Emblem and get up to Chapter 4. Because Chapter 4, Fire Emblem Awakening is one of those games where you don't have an opportunity to play the 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 opportunity to buy the DLC for it until you get further on in the campaign. And so um, if I don't get to chapter four in the campaign and open up the um, opportunity to buy the DLC, it might become a, a thing where it's kind of lost for me forever on there. So I'm definitely going to go in. I've enjoyed my 3DS quite a bit and I want to kind of just go in the eShop for one last run and, Kind of just see what's out there, see what DLC is available for the games I own, and uh, I don't think it's going to be gone. Uh, it's going to be gone, gone. No, it's good. The market. No, you know why? Down. You why? know why? Because they're going to remaster it and put it on the Switch, and it's going to it's going to contain all that stuff. Uh, I don't think they're going to remaster everything. I'm yep. not just talking about Fire Emblem, but uh, you know, I mean, we'll they, talk they about. They did it for they did it for Epstein Odyssey. That little little four four um foreshadowing of what we're going to talk about so yeah on the news yeah for sure yeah but i don't desmond do you have any sort of affinity towards the uh, 3ds and are you going to go back in and go to the eShop and kind of you know do one last run and see what's what games you maybe want to buy and that kind of thing nope i did it i did i did it oh earlier when you told me that it was going to be going away 
but no, I'm I after after seeing how you know Nintendo is going to be what they're going to be doing. I honestly think that a lot of that stuff is just going to be uh, remastered and brought it on the Switch, so everything old is new again, and I'm fine with that. So I don't think this this run on to get this stuff is great because you're going to get it for most likely cheaper than you would if you bought it the the newer upgraded ones. But I don't think I don't think any of that's going to be gone for a long time. At least not Nintendo. Nintendo's not going to let that stuff go, uh, especially a Nintendo, especially a Nintendo created kind of thing you know that's really big yeah we're gonna get that all those old fire emblems remastered and brought in mark my yeah. words we can have a stake bet on that buddy oh i don't know about an entire stake bet on that i'm thinking basically that you know your third parties your atlases your sega you know some other games like that there are going to be some games that are going to be lost to uh the annuals of time unfortunately so you know well, put your steak where your mouth is, buddy. Come on. I'll, I can't Burger think back. of how we would parse this. Is it just the Fire <laughs> Emblem franchise, or what, what are you talking about? I don't exactly? know. I'm just talking. I'm just having fun. All right. Well, have fun. Continue to have your fun. No steak bet. For that. <laughs> so. He's like, no. so what kind of food are we talking here? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm looking at the eShop right now as we speak, and there's some... You know, I'm going to just make sure I got all my DLC all in a row. You know, whether I, you know, I want to go back and play a lot of my backlog on the 3DS. I enjoyed that system quite a bit. It's like one of my favorites of all time, so. It is a good system. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's the last hurrah because it's the last, you know, por- portable only Nintendo system. I doubt that they'll go back to where they'll have a console and a, and a portable platform no. i think it's just gonna no. be one platform from this point forward so no it, it's gonna get it's only gonna be one platform I, I can almost guarantee it yeah all right but that's that's it for me for the last couple of weeks i'm looking kind of eager beaver i was uh, i downloaded a bunch of steam demos for the next fest and um, i was going to play yesterday and today but uh you know i've been uh, uh some things are happening one of my you know not super close friends but one of my friends in the circle of friends i have passed away and so i've been doing a lot of commensurating with my fellow friends and kind of just spending a little bit more time just to kind of you know celebrate his uh you know life and kind of moving forward then from there so i'm going to try to see if i can get to some of those um, steam demos manana and i'll talk about them next show so but kev what you've been playing what you've been doing so I've been playing not a whole lot. It's uh, mostly Monster Hunter Rise, actually. Surprisingly, um, I guess this 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 variant, uh, rather the platform that this game is on, is uh, grabbing my attention or holding my attention rather more than the original Switch version. <clears throat> so I've. Um, I put down the charge blade for now. I'll probably regain it once, pick it back up again once I get uh, a particular um, switch skill that the charge blade had that I had more success with than uh, the other skills for it. So for right now, I'm just running the great sword and, uh, you know, still having fun with it. 
still like World better, but uh, I like this version of the game uh, better than the Switch than the Switch version. I just I think I'm just more familiar with the controller. I think that's pretty much what boils down to better frame rate and all that wonderful stuff. The other couple of games I've been playing as I've gone back to Need for Speed Unbound and uh yeah that's a hard game y'all uh <laughs> i've mm. uh i have moved into uh some of the later races and uh yeah it's uh it's it's uh kind of kind of kicking my butt i think a lot of it has to do with the i think it's the garage i don't think i've put enough emphasis or money into upgrading the garage as frequently as I should have so I'm not able to fully convert my cars over from drift to grip with much e effectiveness like uh, right now my grippiest car is only like at 48% grip so once it surpasses that it goes into drift mode and when you're when that happens, you start to lose a little bit of speed. So I wind up getting passed up in hair in hairpin turns where I can't maintain the grip the grip ability. Uh, so that's kind of kind of uh, coming back and biting me in the butt. So I may have to do some more adjustments to uh, the way I have my car set up. But still a fun game. Still love it. It's like every time I go out and race, I'm getting bombarded with like these level five cop chases, which are the maximum, the highest cop rating you get. And I've got helicopters chasing me. I've got uh, cops and uh, Ford F-150 Raptors ramming into the car. I've yeah. got. Uh, <clears throat> what are you doing? <laughs> I yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I've got uh, quote unquote undercover cops in uh camaros that will drop um uh, uh tire spikes if you drive behind them for too long and uh, it, it, it's crazy so, <laughs> so i've only been of all the 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 level five cop escapes i've done i've only been captured one time uh so i, I i'll pat myself on the back for that you do get a lot of money once you can evade and get to your uh, get to a safe house uh, undetected, you do get a lot of money for doing stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> sometimes I get to those safe houses literally by the skin of my teeth because my car has been wrecked and jacked up so much by the impacts that it's like it's barely holding on with like some like some duct tape or something. <laughs> But yeah, I've been playing that. I'm back to play that. I have not gone back to Forspoken. I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, parse my backlog a little bit better and just focus on some of the older games that I have on my backlog. So I haven't gone back to Forspoken. Haven't gone back to Dead Space. I'm focusing, I did play Sonic Frontiers, I, I do want to wrap that up, and I do want to wrap up Need for Speed uh, Unbound as well. 
before really before I move. I'm not going to say that I'm I'm not going to dip back into those new some of those newer games, but I really want to concentrate on those two uh, because I've had them for longer and they've been I've been playing them uh, fairly frequently and I've been enjoying them a whole lot. Sonic Frontiers, I've made some substantial progress in that. I'm at a I'm in a new island. And I did a, these boss fights just get more and more imaginative as I get further into the game as Sonic Frontiers. But are they good? They are very good. Okay. They're very imaginative. Um, they're all, all the boss fights, I'm thinking, and I'm not a, a Sonic uh, connoisseur. The only ones I play, I played uh, the first so I played Sonic 1 and 2 on the Genesis from renting them. And I played, I, the next Sonic I, I played didn't happen until the Dreamcast. And then off and on, just little, uh, uh, what would you call that, uh, uh, compilations over the years. But I think the boss fights are kind of like, they're pulling specific elements from prior Sonic games and turning a mechanic into an actual boss fight and it works really well. Um, I fought uh, like like I fought one this one thing that was uh, I had to chase it. It was like this segmented flying boss and I had to move from lane to lane uh, skating on these rings. Uh, tried to get up to the core, then I attacked the core, caused damage, and then it kind of resets, and I'm going back and skating on these rings, trying to get back to the core, and it's really, really good. I, I, I hope that folks don't sleep. I mean, it's it's doing pretty well in sales. I think I can't. I I just saw a um, a news report for Frontiers sale. It's done really well. Uh, but I would encourage our listeners not to sleep on Sonic Frontiers, particularly at its price point. It's probably only going to get cheaper as time goes on, but it's a great game. It's, it's a really, really great game. Uh, coming from somebody who has, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm, I've, I. It's not that I don't like Sonic. It's just I never had the consoles where it was most prominent on, namely the Genesis. I never had a Genesis. So I missed out on a lot of those uh, core Sonic games. But I've always appreciated the franchise kind of from afar outside of renting the console or renting a couple of games. But Frontiers is really great. Um, And really, uh, aside from that, I, I also did make the grave mistake of watching another horror remaster remake uh movie they they decided to go back and redo jeepers creepers oh yeah i heard it was bad and it is the biggest piece of trash i've seen put to cinema in a long time this is like this is like the movie the only difference between this movie and a UA, UV bowl, you know, the guy that did uh, House of the Dead, the only difference between this movie and that 
it would be as would be if uh, Uwe Boll had a little bit more money to spend on special effects. I mean, literally just a little bit more. It was the it was a waste. I, I'm still don't understand what the pl- it, it takes place in this like Burning Man type situation, and it's just absolutely dumb, absolutely dumb. Uh, <laughs> The biggest waste of an hour and 20 minutes or hour and 30 minutes I've had in a long, long time. It's like I was literally getting up and doing laundry <laughs> while it was on. It's not like literally 20 minutes to 30 minutes into this 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 nonsense. I just got up and it's like, uh, I need to be doing laundry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Let me go watch some chonies. It's even better than this. Yikes. So yeah, um another uh another downward fart for uh Hulu in their in their quest for remaking horror classics uh, or or rather modern horror classics. Uh, they they turned uh uh um, was it uh hell the guy with pin pinhead uh oh boys? Hell no. Hellraiser into an abomination, and uh, that same pattern, that same skill has been applied to Jeepers Creepers as well. So, but uh, that's what I've been up to. So, uh, Des, what you did? You already have you gone? Or, I have not gone. Have not, uh, what so, what did I play? Well, aside from the the, the stuff that I played with uh, Joe while he was here, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, which has been really good. Like if you haven't been playing that on the PS on the PS5 or PS4, it really has come home and it runs fantastic on on uh, OG PlayStation 4, PS5, and everything. It just looks so much better. So yeah, I forgot to mention when I was at your house, I wound up we were playing some multiplayer online and I actually loaded the game onto a regular PlayStation 4 on mm. there and uh, it played quite a bit. Uh, just the same as on the PS5, so you know, just loading times are a little bit, a uh, little bit more. But otherwise, uh, it's still a good time. So if you uh, people out there only have a PlayStation access to a PlayStation 4, I still would advise you to get on the train if you feel so inclined. So it's a good game, very, very, very good game. Um, so yeah, uh, the other game that I've been playing, which is kind of like my my time waster game that I've been really enjoying, has been Undermine. Um, it, I've got it on a, I got it on a sale. Uh, it was free. Um, thanks to, uh, Joe because, uh, he shared his, um, his, uh, whatchamacallit with me and, uh, his, uh, yeah, your P your PSN. So it's been fun. And so I downloaded undermine and, and have been playing it. It's been a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's a, action roguelite you know like um like all the other ones that you've that you've seen you know in the past it's one of, it's, it's one of the same you go into it's been around for forever but it's just a fun little game fun little time waster you can um you know jump in play it for a little while and uh and uh you're done uh, it, it's, it's a really good warm-up game meaning you, you can warm up and then go play something else if you want so very very fun game uh but the other game that i've been playing has been hogwarts legacy fantastic game just just great all of the 
all of the accolades that you have been hearing from it about it are true. Um, it is it is a really really good game. Um, accolades. It, I've been hearing nothing but a bunch of fluff. Love. No, no, a lot of stuff. Uh, well, a lot of the, I mean, uh, the user scores and most of the reviewers are giving it, you know, a really, a really good, um, a really good rating. And I think that it's definitely deserved because the game is, is pretty good. You know, it's, it's actually more than pretty good. It's, it's very good. And I think that if you're, if you're wanting to play something, you know, and really just like, if you like Harry Potter, or even if you, you know, only like it ancillary. I think that you would like this game as a as an open world action RPG game, uh, where you can kind of run around and and create your character and and be, you know, in in the wizarding world. You know, and that's what I like about about the game is is even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, it it works as just an open world game. You know, and and I think that that's really you know, you, you've played games from other IPs before, and they usually suck because they don't the 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 people are trying to just cash in on the celebrity of of that game, you know, of the name, you know, and and this is one of those games where they actually said, hey, let's actually make a good game, you know, first, and then you know think about the IP second. You know, and I think by doing that, they were able to create um, something that was that really stayed true to the the source material, but was a fantastic game in its own right. <clears throat> so if you haven't played it yet, you really are missing out. It is a fun game, you know, and I, I've really enjoyed all the time that I spent with it. And I spent about want to say five or six hours with it and just the way it starts out, uh, the way you get your spells uh, when you go into Hogwarts, when you when you run along to to go to the other areas, you know it's it's really fun. Um, and it's just and like it's funny. I spent so much time creating my wand, and even though the wand really doesn't have, it's just aesthetics, and it shows up in your in your cutscenes. There's like it doesn't do anything for you. It's just really steeped in lore. You know, and and like everything is the types of wood and the like the, the 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 magic cores cores that's in it, um, how flexible or how sturdy you know you want to make the wand. It's coloring. I do wish there was a little bit more coloring options, but but again, you know, I'm glad that they're not because if there were, I'd probably still be there trying to make my wand. And like all the all of the character creation is really good. Um, and then how you play the the game is fun. The only thing the only thing that I would say that that I wish was a bit different was I wish the combat was a little bit snappier. And what I mean is you use the same buttons like you if you it's the right R2 trigger. And when you hit the trigger, you uh, you throw a spell when you tap it, but if you hold it down, uh, the face buttons uh, come up and you can assign four different spells to it. And and so you can, you have like a normal like blast that you can do, and then you have different spells that you can use in combat that you can uh, that you can use to to break shields or do all this other stuff. Uh, against your opponents so it's really fun but the problem is when you tap it 
it takes there's like a little bit of a delay and i really hope that in a in a in a different or, or in a um um an update or something they can really fix that because i just wish that it was a little bit snappier um what else was any kind of criticism that i could give to this game i don't know i really can't think of any because like you can literally play dress up you can change your character you can you know it's just it's just a really fun game and i'm thinking that deserves all the accolades that it's been getting right now and i think that a lot of the the people that have not been giving it accolades are people who who have other uh agendas um to they have other agendas to to maintain and to and to talk about because i i i think the game is great you know is it a contender of a uh, game of the year i don't know like i i don't know i i'm feeling that it might be but i tell you one thing for me it is a forespoken killer like i like forespoken but i love hogwarts better and i'm gonna switch over to this to to this game you know to that game before i play anything else because that game is just so much fun just meeting people and talking to people and even though it's 100 years in the in the um in the uh in the past you still there there's still enough that brings you brings you in that makes you want to be like oh you know there there's a lot of nods to other people that i think is really good it's just a really good game and and if you have the money to to buy it please do cuz i think that it is worth it so i really enjoyed it but uh that's everything for me all right so uh uh, one question i wanted to ask you how do you think the magic systems compare between forespoken and harry potter i mean i know they're different games like forespoken is more of an action game than anything else even though it has magic in it uh um how how do the systems compare I think Harry Potter's magic system is a lot better. This is uh, because the magic system in Forspoken is all about damage, doing damage, and it it's all about attacks, 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 attacks. Um, and it plays out like that. It's faster. It's more frenetic. It's in your face. Whereas Harry Potter's can be like that, but it's a lot more breathing room. And one thing that I really enjoy about it is a lot of the spells have a lot of utility outside of combat. You're using your spells to do normal stuff. Like there's this one, like, you know, repairo where you're repairing different stuff in, in the, the world, you know, repairing bridges and you're repairing statues that, that are being destroyed. And, and they have like a, I think it's called Archeo, which is one that, that brings stuff to you. So there, 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 there might be something that's out of reach and you can use the spell outside of combat to bring it to your hands if you, if you want it. So there's, and, and there's a lot of puzzles that you can do using your magic to solve the puzzles. It's just, there's just so much, it's like, there's so much you can do with the magic that is that is just really fun that just beats uh for spoken you know out, out of the water it's just you know for spoken is a is an action game first and foremost you know and it lets you know that you know right at the beginning when you kill those bears you know harry potter is not like that and, and for me i prefer harry potter's magic system to for spoken's you know so but yeah, really enjoy it. Okay, cool. 
All right. With that said, our next topic on our docket is going to be our main event. All right, Des, you got the mic, man. All righty. I, I, yeah. So this one, you know, like we do every time, like every other every other episode, we have a main event and we have a vessel line. So for this one, we have an actual main event. And the question for this one is, uh, with Marvel's Avengers live service being shut down, do you think the age of live service games are coming to an end? Also, do you prefer live service games that that offer an ongoing experience? Or would you rather have a game with a beginning, middle, and definite ending? Uh, so, uh, John BT says, I'm, pers- I'm personally not uh, interested in live service games. To me, they seem like an activity than a game. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. Because instead of actually playing a game, you're going and doing something and playing an activity or, do- or going and doing something and then you get a new outfit for it or something like that. And it's like kind of never ending. Like even though you might beat a, a main story element, there's always something going, going on, you know? And I think the, the one thing about live services that makes it really, really kind of, kind of sad is even though you can tell really good stories, episodic stories, you know, you have to, you have to, you like, and I'm saying this because it's like a, a free, a, a free service, you know, there, you, you got to pay, you know, in, in order to get in order to get it, to get it to, to to get the the whatever the story is or whatever what's going on. I think one of the better ways, or 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 one a really good example of a of a live service game that works really well, in my opinion, is uh, Elder Scrolls Online, because they they have constant updates, you know. But you're paying for these updates, um, unless you have a subscription to it. You know, and so you have these these games that that have storylines that that are definite, like, oh, you're doing something and then this new thing happens and you got to go deal with that, you know, and then you'll go to a new area or you go do something else and then you'll get a couple of new mounts and then that your your you know, that story is over. Um, and I think that's what a lot of them nowadays is is going to be doing. Um, I think. Elder Scrolls Online is a better, it's one of the better uh, live service experiences that I've ever played, um, save like PSO. But but even PSO gets to be a bit rote sometimes, and I and I think that I, I just think that Elder Scrolls, when you're when you're paying for the updated content, you're actually getting something, you know. And of course, not not all updates are or or um. Uh, new new content is is created the same. Some are better, some are some are worse, you know. But I think that there needs sometimes there needs to be a definite ending. Um, Crucial Chase says, "I like the idea of live service games. Grinding materials and dailies are relaxing and great podcast listening activities. The only truly successful gas game that is not in." Mo- MMORPG is Destiny. So I don't think that they're inherently successful. Uh, I think just certain games tap certain markets. So yeah, just, just like I was saying, you know, Chase was, I thought about Destiny as well. You know, I think the problem with Destiny is is they 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 slap Destiny 2 on it. And so when you slap a Destiny, when you slap a 2 or a 3 or a 4, you're expecting something more in it. You know, 
in my opinion, like you're expecting them to finally roll over and bring out something new. I don't have that problem with with ESO or Elder Scrolls Online because it literally just says this is this is the story of Tamriel. You know, the story the 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 constant takes place on. Now we're gonna go here and see a story over here. Now we're gonna go over here and see a story over over there. You know, and I think that's if you're gonna do it, you got to create a world that's interactive and, and there's a, a lot of stuff to do. You know. Um, and I think with Destiny, the problem with Destiny is 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 twofold. One, I think they really want you to kind of like they really have a really good live service model going right now, so they have no reason to make a number two. Um, but at the same time, I think they need to make another an, another number two in order to really fully realize, you know, the potential of Destiny. You know, it needs a refresh, in my opinion. You know, maybe. You know, Destiny, just call it, you know, Destiny Legacy or Legacy of Destiny. I don't know, whatever. You know, something that that is like instead of a three, it's like a whole new Destiny thing. And I think a lot more people will be more onto it. Uh, Kev, what are your thoughts about uh, about what John BT or Trusel Chase has said or or the question at, at hand? So I'm I'm not a I am not a, a gas fan. I'm not. Uh, I prefer a game with a definite beginning, middle, and end. I understand the premise of gas. I just don't. Per- I just don't like it primarily because all the games that I've seen most successful at it, again outside of Destiny, are games that I wouldn't be playing anyway. Yeah. So the the whole formula just does not speak to me. I don't think games as a service are going away anytime soon either because we have Fortnite and we have uh, that uh, Call of Duty uh, Warzone, I think it is. And we have a couple of others. We've got... um, What's that anime one that everybody's from Miho that everybody's uh, Genshin Impact? We have these games that are making tons and tons of money. And all of these software developers, all of these gaming development studios see all the billions that these games are generating and they all want a piece of it. Yep. I mean, we already know that PlayStation is. is doubling down on on the gas model uh, with something like 10 or 12 games in development with the gas model in mind. Uh, We've seen Xbox do it. It's always been present on on the PC market. So these types of things are not going away anytime soon. My own, and, and that's fine. My only issue is I don't want this to supersede the development of games that I'm interested in playing. The narrative base, the action, the single player action game, the single player action adventure title, uh, the you know, even even the 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 one-on-one fighting game, the the platformer. I'm enjoying gosh, like I'm you know, I'm gonna sing the more of the praises of Sonic Frontiers here briefly. I don't want games like that to stop 
or either either stop being developed or their rate of their development slowed down to accommodate this gas model of games. And that's the thing that I worry about uh, when I see companies moving towards a service model, a service, a service business model, as opposed to a traditional, uh, you know, here's the game, market the game, charge for the game, and let's hope that it's good and it makes a lot of money, that type of model, the original, the, you know, the model that's been existing since home video gaming has been a thing. That's what I don't want to see go away because the gameplay in in these gas games, again, outside of Destiny, for the most part, is very shallow, in my opinion. Now, you know, yeah. I know... I know Fortnite has the builder, the you know the 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 Lincoln Log mode where you building all these structures and doing all this stuff, but at the core of it, it's very simple. You know the reason I could not get into um, that Miho game again. I, it keeps you know I keep forgetting the title of it for some reason, is because the combat is just way too elementary. It's way too elementary. You're just hitting square repeatedly. There's not, not even, you can't, you're not really changing, not even so much as changing the cadence of your, of the, you know, hitting the button. It's, you're just consistently doing the same one or two combos or three combos and activating a magic attack and then switching to another character that has synergy with that character and making this bigger magic attack to fight the bosses is just very, very elementary. And I think the the gameplay suffers under the gas model for the most part. And uh, I just don't want to see that happen. And the types of games that I'm interested in buying and playing, uh, their rate of development either slow down or disappear. 100% agree with that. You know, I think I think it should be in addition to, not instead yeah. of. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's the 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 main thing that I worry about. I think I and, you know, and again, it's it's from this place of like easy money because people want to get they want to get money for nothing. You know, and if you're able to, you know, only do half your development cycle just to, you know, you don't have to develop any extra, you know, content really you just kind of reskin something or or and add it in you know you can do that and people are like totally fine with that but at the same time it's not really adding like you said you know to the game you know i mean um, we're we're seeing a time where fortnite corporations are starting to go to fortnite and asking them to put their products in the game instead of the other way around yep it is a marketing tool you know, I'm sure that there's pretty soon we will see Fortnite arenas sponsored by Cup of Noodles. Or, oh, we already are. You know, or oh, we are. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no, it's just like because like you have the DC, and so and so Warner Brothers is is in bed with Fortnite now by by putting their DC characters into them. I mean, that's yeah. You know, yeah. they're like literally cashing checks now. It's like, oh, you want you want to be in Fortnite because you want it. You want people to see Batman. Come on then, you know, mm-hmm. and they're they're in bed together. Like there's there there's comic books now, 
you know, straight up Fortnite comic books with, that have Batman in it. So it's like, yeah, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, and, and this is it's a marketing tool. Yeah. And I don't I don't look at gaming as being I mean, yes, there's marketing involved, but for the game itself to be a marketing tool, you know, something like that is almost equivalent to TikTok in a way where you're going to the game to find out the latest trend. I know I know Fortnite isn't there quite yet, but I can see it moving in that direction where oh man, I need to know what the latest trend is in whatever Gen Z you know market I I'm I'm clued into as some teenage teeny bopper. I'm going to Fortnite and see what everybody's doing. Ooh, that skin looks great. What is that? Oh, you know, it's literally becomes literally another tool to market crap to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see that happen across the board in gaming. Yeah, understood 100 um, percent. So Will D says uh, both have their place. Certainly Destiny and World of Well are prime examples of successful live service franchises. Moreover, at this point, we've fallen in, I've. Uh, I've fallen into the Destiny loop so many times that I've lost count. I think Joe's there, too. <laughs> it's really the perfect mix of storytelling, looter shooter, and online co-op. If I were to make a game, I think I, I would want to make something like Destiny. And, yeah, I, again, you know, I think Destiny is one of those one of those franchises that just, you know, it 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 hit it tapped on a level that really, you know, brought a lot of people together, you know. And, and I just think if they can... If they could, if if people could really straddle that line, um, we could have a really good, you know, reasonably, you know, reasonable um, live service. So, Joe, uh, what are some of your thoughts on this? Um, it just depends on as far as the gameplay of the uh, live service game. You know, one thing I'm, I didn't bring up in news, I don't have in the outline, but happened not this last week, but the week prior, but there was a bunch of games that got uh, shut down or in the process of shutting down a lot of service games out there. So stuff like Knockout City, uh, games like um, Back for Blood, you know, uh, some of these games are uh, actually being shut down permanently. Some of these games are just not going to be further iterated on on there. And it just depends on the gameplay loop. Like a lot of these games like uh, Knockout City or... Um, uh, what was that game from Iron Galaxy that that's being shut down? I think it's like Brawlfest or Brawlverse or whatever it's called. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, was that Brawlhalla? No, not Brawlhalla. That's from uh, that's from uh, Ubisoft on there. So uh, Rumbleverse there. Oh, Rumbleverse. Okay. Yeah, okay. Rumbleverse. Yeah. So lot, you know, it's. It, it depends on the meat of the game. A lot of these games that are kind of coming and going, these are like kind of just little, all of like, you know, battle royales or just uh, basically a game focused on one mode, like a multiplayer mode on here. I'm a, I'm a supporter of a game that if through live service, it could extend its lifespan. Like I think they, I hate to say it, but the Ubisoft's, done yeoman's work as far as supporting some of their games for years and years and years and these are full fleshed out you know releases that they have brought out like the crew in the crew too even though we could say that the driving 
Um, the physics kind of suck. They've supported that title for years on there. For Honor, remember that game that came out? You know, if you want to play that game, you have years of content, and it's all basically almost for free. If needed, it's all paid through cosmetics, even the games that we've played, Division and Division 2. I mean, Division 2 is still going with uh, particular seasons at the moment. You know, so there was a news story, which I didn't have in news, but uh, they screwed something up with their update and they eventually fixed it. But, uh, you know, they're continuing to pump out seasons and content for this game. Look at something like Diablo 3. Diablo 3 has had multiple, multiple seasons on there that if you want to continue to play and... You know, I think when these extensions of seasons first came out was the fact that they didn't want your game to go back to GameStop and get traded in and sold as soon as you finished the single player content. So so they added like a multiplayer component and, you know, like games like Diablo, games like Destiny, you know, it almost be- becomes where the, the base game becomes ir- not important on there but uh, you know there's a ton of meat with diablo you know you gotta look at a game like path and exile so there's there's plenty of successful games out there that has a long long tail that uh, you could look upon as being something especially if you're into that title that uh, you know i think that's a little bit different than than, than these just you know quick I, I wouldn't say quick cash grabby type titles but at the same time i mean there's a way difference in between a, a, a gameplay um, l- gameplay loop of a Division 2 versus playing Fall Guys or something like that, you know? You kind of understand what I'm saying, right? How dare you? Fall Guys is great. Fall Guys is great, but Fall <laughs> Guys is something you throw on and play for 20 minutes, you know? If Division 2 is something you could play for hundreds of hours and get that campaign out the way and then if you want to extend it you know with some additional dlc and or seasons if you want to continue to play the game you know by all means you know that's what they were trying to do with halo infinite but obviously it takes a very dedicated strong team to be able to pull that off that's why things like halo infinite falling flat on its face happen that's why games like anthem happen you know and I think if, like, say, for instance, Anthem is like the uh, um, example case of a game that had its gameplay loop all set in a row, but it's a point that they didn't have the content there to extend the tail to be able to support, you know, the you know extension of multiple seasons of content with that particular game, that they had an opportunity to be able to do so. So it's just... It's just going to rely on the execution and the game plan of these particular developers to, one, make a compelling game that is meaty, that is their beginning, middle, and end, and then can can reiterate on it and uh, continue to keep the um, community's attention out there. I mean, for a minute, we're all into Outriders, but obviously we know that the DLC content, World Slayer, didn't really um, it came out like a flat, you know, a, a thud. Big, so the big old fart, basically, and that game is pretty much dead in the water. But if that came out and was a banger and we're continuing to play that, you know, you know, it's, it's really hard for um, these companies to continue the um, the gameplay loop and to keep people's attention, you know, with the next shiny coming up. But uh, there there is a place for it, you know, like I'm enjoying PSO. PSO in and of itself by itself. I mean, it's free. I mean, I haven't really paid anything other than investing my time, but, uh, you know, there's other games like, you know, people that really love Genshin Impact have been playing for hundreds and hundreds of hours, and they're trying to get, you know, their heroes, you know, basically, that's where, you know, Miho is making their money, 
you know, on there. So, so it's, it, it, you know, I, I, it has its place, but I don't want it to become in of itself everything. You know, I think, you know, um, you know, companies will realize, you know, what place these games kind of occur, you know, these MMOs too, you know, we're looking for, I'm looking myself forward to Blue Protocol coming out from Namco and uh, Amazon Game Studios and uh, that's a free-to-play game. So, you know, we'll have to see, you know, between MMOs and, you know, I just, anything that's like quick, fast, like something like Fortnite, something you can play on your phone, that's just a little bit beyond my my scope in my opinion and i think you know unfortunately that's the big cash cow that you guys are talking about this fortnite dollar and you know there's only one fortnite you know at one point fortnite was a box title for playstation 4 with <laughs> no sort of mmo business whatsoever i mean yeah and you can look at every attempt uh, like a fortnite and you see like you know failed games left and right lawbreakers you know there was a wasn't there that game between Epic and PlayStation at the beginning of the PlayStation 4 that was like, oh my god, this game is going to be great, and then they wound up like just basically not doing anything with it? There's been a few games like that, and you're just kind of looking at it, and you're like, well, what is this, you know? I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. the name of that game, so... It's just a thing that is just very weird. It's almost the equivalent of the gaming industry's version of chasing that billion dollar lottery ticket win oh yeah it's like everybody knows that most of these games that are in development are not going to catch on and but everybody keeps looking at Fortnite and uh genshin impact and call of duty warzone and thinks oh man let me just scratch one more time I know I got the winning number right now. And, you know, that's the way I see these these uh, gas games being developed. The, they're definitely chasing something. They're, they're definitely chasing, chasing. Yeah, they're they're it's like the, it's it's like uh it's like a person chasing a winning lottery ticket. They keep going and spending more and more and more of their hard earned money chasing a dream that is just not going to come to fruition for the most part. You know, I I don't know. I, I I took a statistics class in college, and the the odds of someone winning winning the the California lottery at the time was like some kind of millions to one. And I don't know what the odds are of a new gas game coming into development and uh, coming in and and making a bigger splash as something like Fortnite is. I would assume that the odds are a little bit better. But that's just what I feel like when I keep seeing and hearing all of these games coming in. And we had the 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 dodgeball game that 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 came and went and you know, all this all this stuff. And I just feel that that's time and money that could have been better spent into developing an actual traditional game. Yeah, that a real game. would have had yeah that would have had a better chance of of uh, sales success. Yeah, no the game I was thinking about from Epic was Paragon. I don't know if you remember that. The oh PlayStation yeah. Even like made it like their like last game on the E3 stage. Yeah. On here, and you saw that game go 
basically belly up in that gearbox game too. The gearbox game that they brought out that they were all just gassing oh, it up with the blood one or whatever. I'm I trying know. to rem- I'm trying to remember the game, but it was like uh, I know Surgeon Fire played it quite a bit in, until they shut the servers down. That that was that game that they released between Borderlands Two and Borderlands Three. So yeah, yeah, I remember. But again, I I think we hit the nail on the head. There, it's it's like searching for a lottery ticket. You know, they want to just be able to to hopefully, you know, strike it rich with something and then keep it going. So, you know, yeah. and, and hopefully I think that that, you know, you know, I hope you get it, you know, because I know that's what y'all want, but I don't know if it's going to do it. Probably uh, not. I'd say, you know, if they want to continue to try, that's fine. But I don't want the, you know, I, I prefer them to, to spend their time to develop something that is good versus, you know, going for that, like, you know, quadruple A success. I mean, Battleborn was the game I was thinking about. Battleborn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like another hero shooter that just kind of fell flat in its face. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, we'll League of Legends, you know, that was the game that everyone was looking at as a blueprint, just like they're now looking at Fortnite as a blueprint and they're just falling flat in their face. So, yep. So, well, all right. I want to say thank you to everyone for the time to do that. Again, at the end of the uh, show, Kevin will let you know how you can uh, join in the conversation. Uh, but again, I want to say thank you to uh, John BT, Crucial Chase, and Will D. So, the main event question for episode 199. Uh, wow, almost 200 episodes. Maybe we'll have something for, for episode 200. Stay tuned. Uh, it's a very simple question for episode 199. What was slash is your favorite handheld gaming console? I know uh, Joe was talking to me, you know, about about his his consoles, and we were talking about um, that he doesn't think that Nintendo's going to have another console now that the Switch basically fills the role of both a game bo- or a, a handheld and a and a um, uh, docked system, you know. So we're just kind of wondering what what is the um, uh, your your favorite handheld gaming system, you know, and and I, I originally I had it as what it what was, but handheld systems are still kind of around and and they're still kind of an issue or, or not an issue, but they're kind of a a, a, a big deal. So so uh, yeah, let us know what yours is and we'll talk about it on our next episode. But as always, you know what follows uh, the gaming uh, gaming uh, what is it? You know what follows the main event or gaming vessel? It's always the Jabroni Gaming News. All right, thank you, Des. All right, and uh, first thing on the docket for this episode, there was a Nintendo Direct that hit. So I'm going to go and hit upon some highlights here. We're not going to cover every little thing on here, uh, but kind of want to kick kick it over to y'all too and see as far as if there was anything that you uh particularly uh liked from the direct as well on here so they let off the direct with a trailer for uh pikmin 4 uh there is a july <sighs> oh that's oh, your sorry. opinion on pikmin <laughs> sorry I, I didn't know we were still live okay <laughs> sorry 
Uh, for some reason, I thought you were a Pikmin fan. Dude. No, I have never, oh. never played it. Never thought it was interesting. I am not a Pikmin fan. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. I've dabbled with it. I mean, uh, my ex-wife was a big fan of the series, you know, and I kind of uh, understood what the gameplay is and whatnot, but not enough to where I've really picked up and played uh, like a campaign to its completion at all or anything like that. So, and, you know, I know it's Miyamoto's like baby from when he brought it out on the GameCube era and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I don't know if any of us are going to play it. Probably not, but let us know out there if you are interested in Pikmin, if that's something up your alley and why you like Pikmin. So, you know, they kind of led things off with that. I mean, so probably just to get out of the way, right? But <laughs> no, I think Pikmin's a really popular game. You know, yeah. I, I, I talk shit about it, but because it's not my thing, but but people really like it. Like, I see toys for it all the time. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the strategy gameplay is on the end of itself pretty, pretty damn fun, too, you know, but uh, it has its particular um, set of audience if need be. So, you know. Uh, also announced there was a Xenoblade Chronicles, um, the DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on there. So they got Wave 3 DLC, which has a uh, like a um, rogue-like mode on there. And also they had a, a teaser for Wave 4, which has some DLC with Shulk and company on there. It looks like there is like the end-all be-all as far as this conclusion of that particular game series on there so definitely take a look at that i still haven't played the copy i bought you know but uh you know that's the story of my life on there so um capcom announced a uh, remaster of a uh, old ds game uh, ghost trick phantom detective is coming out for playstation 4 switch xbox one and pc in summer summer of 2023 on here uh, if you haven't ever played that game it's kind of similar to like uh, phoenix Wright in a bit but it's an adventure game and you basically go and you know solve some um mysteries as far as who you are why you died so on and so forth so and a lot of people felt that this game was a pretty awesome game that kind of fell a little bit uh, you know underneath the radar a bit so so they are releasing a remaster for that game which got announced on the direct uh, one thing that was kind of apparent with this is that level five is back. See, level five, if you remember, was a big developer and they wound up uh, doing a lot of games for Nintendo and uh, they started moving towards mobile and, you know, they had a big hit with Yokai Watch, if you remember, you know, that. I enjoyed it. Yokai Watch from back in the day in Japan, at least, you know, here I played they, it. They kind of brought it out and it kind of fell flat a little bit in, in the other Western territories. But uh, I played the first one. Yeah. In Level 5, really, after they closed their U.S. branch, uh, they hadn't been releasing any games for a couple of years. But uh, they have come back with the vengeance with this direct. So they have a new game called Deca Police. And, uh, that I looks wasn't fun. Yeah, the Deca Police is actually not just coming out for Switch. It's actually coming out for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on here, which I wasn't aware of on here. So, yeah, it, it was a like a uh, action, um, like stealth and, and a little bit of mystery uh, detective work involved on there. And I really like the looks of the gameplay. You know, it looks like it had some RPG-ish gameplay. So it kind of looks like they are 
creating a new IP and kind of riffing on things. So I definitely recommend uh, checking out the trailer for that. So I wasn't aware. It was just, uh, I thought it was a Switch exclusive, but it is not. That uh, Level 5 is releasing it for the PlayStation platforms as well on there. Um, also, too, they um, announced with an announcement trailer, Professor Layton and the New World of Steam uh, on there. and uh, Looks good. All, yeah, also they announced a new Fantasy Life. So the series that a lot of people felt should have gotten a sequel on the 3DS um, is getting uh, a new game announced for the Switch. It's called Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time. And it is definitely going to come out for the Switch on there and uh, looks cool. I mean, you're kind of riffing off that because I think the last time we heard from Fantasy Life is that they were releasing Fantasy Life 2 for uh, Android and iOS. I played the crap out of that game. On the 3DS, right? Mm-hmm. It was great. I still have it. Yeah. So, uh, I, what do you think of this trailer, Des? Do you think it's something where... Uh, did you like the art style? Because it's a little bit oh, more yeah. cartoony. Than no, the, I mean... Uh, I think that's just how they translated it for for uh, for it being on the on the um, the switch because it kind of looked like that too in the last one. But yeah. it, I mean, although to be completely honest, it wasn't it wasn't as. But I I thought it was uh, pretty good when I saw it. I was like, yes, like I was very happy with it, you know. So I I thought it looked fine. To be completely honest with you, I I, I thought it looked fine. I was a little. A part of me was a little worried about it because because it can be a little a little much, but but I I enjoyed what I saw, so I'm 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 here for it. I'm like okay, you know let's let's do this. So yeah, you gotta kind of give it up. Level five came with the with the thunder. They got the you know fancy life. They have the new Professor Layton in development. Now, that's another series a lot of people felt kind of maybe was going to go away of the dodo if need be. And then of course their new game Deca police. So uh, definitely I, I raise her for me at least to see that they're back and uh, they're going to be publishing these titles, uh, not just for uh, switch, but also for the platforms as well. So Man, people well, were really worried that they were, that they were like going to be leaving. They were done. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, too, they, Nintendo announced finally they have a release date for Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. So that is I'm here for it. Ugh, out so on April 21st. I am excited for it, too. I already had the game pre-ordered, but they delayed this game because of the whole uh, conflict in Ukraine. And so not sure why they had to delay it for this long, but they, they have. So... But, uh, you know, if you never played those games, those games are basically your typical, like, really cool... Uh, strategy RPG, you know, um, you know, just very cutesy style, and but just very addictive as well. So, on there, and uh, I think I am there day one. I think you are too, right, Des? Yes, I, I will be getting it, you know, 100%. Good deal. And then, also announced, um, they uh, also had a announcement from sega atlas and etrian odyssey origins collections is going to be releasing for both switch and also on steam in june 2023 on there so so this contains both uh atlier uh, etrian odyssey one two and three oh there. so excited um some people were kind of a little bit 
worried because of the auto mapping as far as you know because on the 3d 3ds and on the ds you're basically mapping the dungeon on the touch screen and so but they oh, give me a break have uh you know an auto mapping function on there and uh, the games are going to be sold on an individual basis as well um, as in a pack too correct yeah and the pack so, is going to cost like 80 bucks i believe so yeah so i'm getting it i'm getting the pack i don't want to get them separately i just want to buy them all together and have my fantasticness i when i saw that i was very excited i was like yes let's do this so i am i am more than ready to to have these games in my life um so bring them <laughs> some people are upset because they don't have a physical coming so i don't know how you feel about that des or whether you'd be cool with paying 80 bucks on the digital or storefront um well i don't know you know maybe they'll maybe they will come out with a physical one you never know yeah we'll have to see on there you know or you know hell buy it on steam if if need be you know so i think you're buying it on the switch more than likely right uh yeah i'm not gonna buy it on the steam got it just not my platform and another RPG um, remaster that is coming out for the Switch is going to be Byton Kaita's 1 and 2 HD remaster. So this is coming from Bandai Namco on here. Uh, if you weren't aware, this was a um, series developed by Monolith Soft, the same developers that eventually got bought up by Nintendo and released the Xenoblade Chronicles series. On here, um, this game kind of uses a card-based RPG system, and it was kind of a cult hit back in the day on here. And kind of crazy to see that it is returning, but it's Very kinda, surprised. Yep. Um, I think there were some rumors that Monolith Soft was available or working with uh, Bandai Namco on the remaster, but uh, there is some complaining about this remaster already. It's Why? Just, just like the Tales of Symphonia remaster, which only has 30 frames per second that's coming out oh. this month on the PlayStation, this particular remaster is only going to contain the Japanese voices. And I guess uh, from when the GameCube version of Beiten Kaitos came out, the voice acting was horrible on the first game. But mm. the second game, Beiten Kaitos Origins, had fantastic voice acting from what everyone said, and people were kind of flustered the fact that that, that voice acting and those um, performances are going to be kind of lost in the annuals of time basically so on that and they're also complaining because they did say it's only going to be 30 frames a second it's on the switch but you know hey it is what it is so well that know. was one of the ones that i was very surprised to see getting a like i was like really this is the gamer yeah so when i saw it i was like i was very surprised because I bought that game when it came out and I played it quite a bit because, you know, I, I'm a card player, so I like card games. So when I saw it, I was like, ooh, you know, card game. What the hell is this? You know, but it was I think back in the day, it was a lot more uh, crazier than than what people were thinking it was going to be. So <laughs> because it's like you're, you're playing cards to attack people and stuff. So I think it was one of those that had a very interesting premise but i wasn't sure that people were really into it that at that point when it first came out like i think i think people thought it was a bit too esoteric you know it, it's combat style so but we'll see yeah we'll see i mean i'm interested i'm kind of curious i know it's probably going to be either a 49 or 59 dollar title 
on here, but uh, you know, I'm a I'm an RPG fan. I have both Beaten Kaito's titles from the GameCube in my collection. I even have some wall scrolls I got as a pre-order yeah. bonus back in the day. I mean, I remember. <laughs> uh, you know, probably gonna add her on. You know, and or see if I can even you know refamiliarize myself with the game and grab my GameCube selections out of my back catalog and, and throw those on if need be. So. On there. Also, in RPG news too, they did have a um, little trailer for the Octopath Traveler 2 demo, which uh, got Shadow Drop is available. It didn't get dropped on the day of the direct. It already had been available, I believe. But the the demo is going to carry over to the uh, main game, just like other Square Enix uh, demos on there. So, and that's going to be out. Uh, I downloaded the demo for PlayStation, but it is also available for Switch. And so if you're interested, definitely it's coming out literally within the next week or two on here. So definitely check that out if you're so inclined. Are you interested in Octopath Traveler 2 at all, Des? I have no idea. I don't think so. Um, I didn't really play it that much yet. So that's why I don't think I'm going to be playing it. Um, I got to play the first one. I have it, but I still haven't like sat down and played it so i don't know if i i will be buying it because of that reason like i just haven't played the other ones yet <laughs> yeah, i was actually looking through some form posts on octopath 2 and a lot of people are saying it's going to be a very big surprise they feel like they uh, uh correct a lot of the um, you know issues with the first game uh, i was listening to some of the um, original soundtrack you know the soundtrack from octopath traveler 2 mm-hmm. and the tracks i listened to were phenomenal man wow. the battle the, like the um, boss music for the first boss major boss encounter was like oh my god it was like dramatic so you really into it huh well i already pre-ordered it just because it's a steel book but you know ha 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 he still book joe over here so <laughs> you do you buddy yep also, uh, during the direct, they shadow dropped a trailer for Sea of Stars, and, and they shadow dropped a demo for the Switch for the game on here. So, that game is coming out for PlayStation 4, 5, and also on Switch and PC in August on here. And uh, I haven't downloaded the demo yet, but a lot of people have been raving about it. Is that something, Des? We might, you know, hold it hold it up for our listeners that we're going to download and check out and talk about on our next episode. Which game was that again? Sea of Stars, sir. Yeah, um, yeah. I I was already going to be buying that game. Um, it looks, you know, fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. And and you want to play the demo of it? I'm gonna play the demo. Yeah, we'll talk about it next episode. So. Okay, I'm I'm there with you then. Good deal. Yeah, I wasn't cause... sure because I thought I thought you might I thought you were I thought you might wait, you know, for it to yeah. come out. Is not to spoil anything, but if you're up for paying the demo, that's fine. Yeah, to me, it's not not like one of these Square Enix demo drops where the game's the actual game's coming out in a couple of weeks or something, where the the, the progress is going to carry over to the main game. This is just a basically a demo that they released especially for this nintendo direct and so i just want to kind of give an idea so i could check it out at least and get a better idea so 
uh, here. Also announced, um, there was a new Atelier game announced. So Atelier Marie remake, the Alchemist of Salberg got announced on this direct. And basically this is the remake of the first ever Atelier game on here. So this came, game came out originally on PlayStation one back in 1997 on here. But, uh, this is kind of to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the, of the Atelier series on here. So, so they are going to announce more uh, on February 20th on the particular game. It's coming out for PlayStation consoles, of course, Switch and PC on here. So definitely keep an eye out for that on there. And to kind of think we RPG'd our way out of that business. That's all the RPGs of note on here uh, from the direct that we wanted to talk about. Um, there were some other games also announced uh, maybe that Kevy might want to pipe into. Metroid Prime Remastered got announced. Shadow Dropped even. It's available digitally the day of the direct and a physical release is coming soon. It's coming out, I believe, not next week, but the week after that. But everyone's been raving about Metroid Prime Remastered. It's been kind of long rumored that this game was going to get a re-release. A lot of people were expecting Metroid Prime Trilogy to be announced for the Switch, but instead they actually went in and, and on the first Metroid Prime really did a lot of work. This is Retro Studios that did so. And so it added dual stick controls and it had a bunch of different control schemes. Uh, they did redid a lot of the graphics with the game. It is a $40 release, uh, but you know, a lot of people have really enjoyed and kind of re-familiarized themselves with the Metroid Prime series by playing this game. So, you know, I, I'm down there day one. I pre-ordered the physical you know, as soon as it got announced. So either of you two, are you going to dive and check out Metroid Prime or is it something where you're just thinking that, ah, you know, like you, you kind of bounced off this GameCube version of this game? Is it something you're interested in? I'll let you go oh. first, Kev. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, no. I- I've never played a Metroid game. Well, I did. I played the uh, third-person um, action game that came. What was that? Uh, was that N64? It would have been Metroid Prime on the game Metroid. Team. Oh, game. Okay. Okay. No, I'm. I'm. I'm talking about the only Metroid game I ever played. I'm. I've never played a. Traditional Metroid game, the 2D. Only one I ever played was a third-person action beat 'em up type one. Uh, yeah, that's the one we're talking about right now. Yeah. So. No, uh, the first person. No, no, Prime is first person. Yeah, first yeah. person. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there was a third-person beat 'em up role. Oh, okay, Metroid. okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only one I ever played, and I didn't really like it all that much. I mean, it had some nice points to it, but. Yeah, so I don't know. I Metroid has just never really appealed to me, and that's probably gamer blasphemy in a lot of for a lot of folks. Eh, not necessarily. So um, I really don't have. I mean, I'm glad it's there for people that that want to play it. I know it was very much loved. In my mind, Metroid should be a 2D game. Uh, you know, coming from somebody who's never played it, <laughs> so I, I just don't have no interest in in playing. I, I really didn't see anything. The only game that I saw here that I that 
had any interest for me, and the only reason it had interest for me is I think my wife might like to play it, was uh, Samba de Amigo. Oh, I skipped through that one. <laughs> That's really it. And just to something to, to just to move the bones and, you know, you know, raise the heart rate a little bit. That's really it. I'm not I, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not going to get excited for that because I'm going to have weapons that break, I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> I ain't interested in that. And there's just really nothing that I saw here uh, for the for the this Nintendo Direct that really spoke to me, uh, unfortunately. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm. I, I really didn't see anything that I'm going to be getting in here outside wow. of maybe Samba de Amigo. Well, I'm sure the, the Sambas are super happy. <laughs> and not for me, from my wife. I think she might actually. That's great. It could be something that we could play together. I can see you shaking the tambourine. Maybe. Maracas. 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 I can see it. I mean Mario Kart 8. I like Mario Kart, but I mean, I mean, the Yoshi, the Yoshi thing they did, they're doing, the Yoshi track. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, Mario Kart is is a lot of fun, so I'll, I'll say that. So Mario Kart is really the only the update that I saw. Uh, and as much of a Kirby fan that I am, I that Dream Deluxe Land, uh, that that Magalore epilogue just really didn't say anything to me. Um, yeah, kind of disappointing for you, huh? Yeah, yeah we haven't I mean, really talked talked about those main points yet, but we'll mention it in a minute. So yeah, it, I mean, it just it it just really wasn't um, it just there just really wasn't anything that really grabbed my attention, unfortunately. So I'm not saying it was a bad direct. I think for the traditional Nintendo fan, there's probably a whole lot here, but. Um, I'm I'm not a traditional <laughs> Nintendo fan. I am a Nintendo fan, but I'm I'm pro I'm not a, a traditional Nintendo fan. I'll put it that way. What about you, Des? Did you interested in Metroid Prime, or are you kind of on the fence right now? Uh, I might try it again. I might tr I tried it a long time ago when it first came out. I tried it. And um, I did not like it. And that was the reason why I did not like it was because I was not really into first person shooters. And and, you know, I was a very much a purist, you know, like Kevin. And I was just like, ah, you know what they do to Metroid. So but then, you know, I was like, OK, you know, let me try this and see and see how it how it's going to be. So I might I, I'm thinking about trying it, thinking about trying it. I do know that you will get it and I might try it at your house, although all the reviews that I've that I've heard about it are saying that it looks fantastic on the um, <clears throat> on the, the switch, you know, on the on the OLED switch. It looks fantastic. So that was just like, OK, you know, this is like a 21 year old game. And I'm looking. And so I felt kind of like sad because it's like, you know, yeah, it looks great. But that's because it's a you know, it's a it's a super old ass game on on you know this this baby ass system so it's like you know so i'm just kind of like you know what's going oh the high-res hater is coming out with with the heat over here heat? it is coming out with the heat so i'm sorry dude not sorry 
Well, sorry, not if sorry. If either of you two want to check it out, definitely you can come and ch- check it out the li- Joe's Library O game and uh, oh. you know, let us, li- you know, listeners out there, if you're interested in Metroid Prime Remastered, definitely let us know as well on here. And just to kind of close up the direct, like Kevin referenced, yeah, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom got a trailer at the end. Of course, it was your last trailer. Games coming out on May 12, 2023 on here we don't still know a lot about the game you know we got to see a lot more of the world in the trailer per se you know we're assuming that the weapons are going to break in this one as well hopefully not as bad as breath of the wild but actually didn't mind the weapon breaking in that game so well i just for me it was just i would be in the super intense battle and i'm just like wait what you know (laughs) so i think that was more so the thing that really kind of annoyed me was just like uh why you know why why does why is everything in Hyrule such a poor quality you know, <laughs> like, you know. Uh, we got got to see another trailer for Bayonetta Origin Serza and the Lost Demon which is actually coming out pretty soon on March 17th I'm thinking this game is going to bomb I hate to say it but well, I probably will because it's too different than Bayonetta yeah people are gonna be like what the hell is this you know yeah, I've, I think in of a self by self, it came out with another name with maybe some ties to Bayonetta. It would have been something better, I think. Yeah, like her little sister or something. Correct. Yeah. And of course, as Kev talked about earlier, there was a trailer for Kirby's Return to Dream da- Dreamland Deluxe, which is coming out literally within the next couple of weeks on here. So. Coming out on February 24th. Uh, this is like a remaster of a game that was originally on the DS on here. But, um, you know, uh, if you're interested, there is a demo out. Um, it has an epilogue. The Magalore epilogue is referenced on there. So I'm kind of curious about this game. I don't know if you are Des or not. You know, it's another Kirby game. I still haven't played um, the... Th- 3d kirby game that came out last year that's in my backlog so i mean it it sounds like a fun game but i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna rush out to buy it yeah Mm -hmm. and then also too they had a new fashion game this fashion dreamer i saw that yes (laughs) saw that i was like uh just gonna talk shit about this to me i just know he is but no it's actually it's being developed by sin sophia which is the same developers behind the style savvy series so oh i i know i know that's why i was like oh damn you know but i don't know i might have to i just might have to be like no thank you (laughs) no thank you got it i don't know so that in the nutshell is the nintendo direct for the most part, uh, you know, there's a couple other games. Dead Cells: Return to Castlevania got a release date in March. Yeah, they actually showed some gameplay of it too, which is good. Looked pretty cool. You know, it's coming out for all the platforms. Dead Cells is on, and of course, they yeah. had a trailer for We Love Katamari Reroll, coming out for everything on, in June. So you know, but you know, all the Nintendo fans out there were quite pleased with that. So you know. And other news this past week as well, um, they announced that Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns, now has a three-hour PlayStation Plus premium demo 
for you to be able to go and check out the three-hour trial. So I think this is kind of interesting that they made uh, this available for a three-hour trial because there was people complaining about the length of the trials on PlayStation Plus Premium uh, for some of the games. I know um, I was telling the guys that uh, there was a one-hour demo for Gotham Knights that people were bitching for the fact that by the time you get to select your character and then get through the prologue, there's like literally no time to play the damn game before the time is up. So, which is just silly. This is yeah. silly to me. But you know, to me, I think three hours to be able to play this game, if you're still interested in checking it out, might be a thing to where it'll give you enough uh, slice of that gameplay if needed on there. And I was going to push this over to you, Des, to see if you were going to eventually check out Midnight Suns or whether you're kind of just playing a wait and see. Uh... Oh, it, it's going to be a wait and see. I mean, I'm going to buy the game at some point, no doubt about it, but I'm probably not going to spend any, any big bucks on it. It'll be, it'll. it's one of those games for me that it will be uh, really, um, What's it? It'll be marked down, and then I can get it then. Yeah, I've seen it go go down as low as forty nine ninety nine, but yeah, it'll go cheaper than the, that. I don't think that's the price you're looking for. So. No, no. If I can get it for like thirty nine, I'll buy it for thirty nine, thirty nine ninety nine, like forty bucks. I'll buy it for that, but nothing, nothing more than that. Yeah, is it just because you're not interested in that? Uh, track tactical rpg combat no i i heard that the game is a little really kind of samey samey meaning that it 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 some of the 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 locales in which you fight uh are not as spectacular as they could number one and number two uh (laughs) number two uh there's a lot of talking in the game like a lot of talking in the game so by that i mean like you 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 spend a lot of time building rapport so as a comic book fan it's great oh great i get to chat with people oh great i'll have conversations with them oh great that's great you know how how close is the game but the actual gameplay is just kind of like it gets kind of rote and kind of boring so that's why i'm kind of like okay I, i can wait for this i don't need it right now you know, I'll maybe have to call out uh, for our listeners to kind of let us know more about the game in your opinion. I know Alberco in particular, if you're listening, I know on your Steam profile, I'm all busting up uh, being super sleuth over here, but he's played Midnight Suns for 260 hours. So he probably would have a better idea to tell us if, if he wants to pipe in on the Discord as far as uh, what's opinion his opinion about the game and kind of go from there. So. So definitely, this, we're calling out the Alberco. It looks like you've like kind of beaten this game to a pulp on here. So definitely let us know uh, your opinion on Midnight Suns and maybe sell us on the game too. So. And then last but not least for news this episode, uh, another game that we've been kind of keeping an eye on off and on for the last couple of years at least since it got announced. But uh uh, open world space shooter, Looter, Everspace 2 is leaving early access finally. It's coming out for PC via Steam, good old games, and Microsoft on April the 6th. But it's also coming out for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles in the summer with a fully optimized Steam Deck release on there. I know this game you enjoyed a little bit, Des, right? When you I enjoyed played it quite a bit. I played it for... Quite a long time. I actually think that you would enjoy it too, Kev. 
I think um, it, it it reminds me a lot of Chorus, but the gameplay is a lot tighter, you know, and I think that that's what's so cool about it is 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 the gameplay. At first, it was a, a roguelite. It was a space roguelite, and the whole thing about it was you were like clones, and you were constantly being recloned and blah, blah, blah. But in this one, you're not a clone. So it's an actual, like, story-based um, uh, uh, shooter, you know, for lack of a better word. It's a story-based shooter that you can, you know, you actually fly around, and there's a there's a story and, and everything. So it's like... It, I don't know. It just it just looks really like oh, you know, they they took what they learned and then they made it an actual like, you know, RPG, you know, with it like uh, an action RPG, but with but with spaceships. So. Yeah, according to the uh, overview of the game, it has four sprawling star systems uh, mm-hmm. that you can explore, and it is open world game. There's a plot line too, as far as. Uh, mm-hmm. You learning as a uh, immortal clone space pilot to an individual character on there. So they're promising about 35 hours of gameplay and basically all the same mechanics from the first game just iterated on further. And also they went ahead and when they did the Kickstarter for this game initially, they announced uh, rewards for both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. But they have come back now with this announcement of a final date for uh, the game is that they have scrapped the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of the game. They said that they felt that for them to reach the final, you know, their vision for the game, that they didn't want to have to compromise to release the game for either of those two platforms on there. So their statement said, our vision for Everspace 2 has taken us beyond the limitations of previous generation consoles. Our team has spent a significant amount of time trying to create an experience that would satisfy our fans on Xbox One and PlayStation 4, but downscaling Everspace 2 to those platforms does not hit the level of quality we want to deliver. So so they are offering uh, their Kickstarter backers the opportunity to upgrade to either the Series X and S versions or PlayStation 5 versions of the game or uh, refund their money just in case they don't have access to either of those two platforms. So, so you know, we'll talk about more of this game once it releases its final release um, in the summer for consoles on here. I'm kind of curious if uh, if this is something that you're going to play immediately on on PC, Des, or wait for the console. I mean, more than likely you're going to wait for the console. I'm going to wait for the consoles. Yeah. All right. Oh, now. I know, I know. Uh, any thoughts, Kev? Keep an eye out for it. I mean, I'll I'll take a look at it. Um, I don't know much about the ever the the first ever space. Um, I like chorus a lot. Um, so I guess if if the the space combat is arcadey and not sim like, it is not sim like at all. Okay, then um, I, it's something I, I maybe could get into if there's a interesting narrative behind the behind the action. I'll probably check it out. I think you like it. I think I'll pro- anything can improve on Chorus's uh, narrative more than likely, right? Well, I mean, I played Chorus because of the gameplay. I yeah. mean, the the narrative wasn't all that great. I mean, it was okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did, but I go, I went and played Chorus because it was of of the gameplay, the idea of 
a th- 3D, almost asteroid-esque space shooter was very intriguing, and the mechanics were implemented very well in that game. I do believe that you'll like... I do believe that you'll like it. Um, given given your what you liked about Chorus. Mm. Yeah, so I'll take a look at it. Cool. All right, good deal. And that is the news for this episode, gentlemen. All right, so that brings us to Game Night. The Howls, the Wears, the Wind. So they take place every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, typically, we're right now, I think the, the game du jour is probably Monster Hunter Rise. It, it may turn yeah. into Wild Hearts uh, in a couple of weeks, but it can be whatever our listeners are interested in playing with us. Just uh, jump into our Discord server, and I'll tell you how to do that shortly. But just jump in, uh, mention the game that you want to play in our game nights section of our Discord. And if we don't have it, we can get it, and we'll be happy to join you in whatever game uh, you so choose. So, again, Thursday, 6 p.m. East Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you may ask how you can join the Discord. Well, if you dig what we're doing here and would like to continue the gaming discussion and uh, uh, check out daily news and just, just kind of interact with us and our listenership there on a Discord server among various gaming topics, you want to hit up our Twitter page at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Go to our, our Twitter page. Hit the link, and that will take you right to our Discord server. There is no waiting period to join. There is no pre-approval like some other places. No no, uh, Patreon you need to join. You just click the link, and you're in. And you get a lot of like-minded folks. When I say like-minded, I just mean people that enjoy enjoy video games and talking about the goings-on in the video game industry without having the nonsense that typically it comes with any type of social media (laughs) account or platform out there. So if you dig what we're doing here on the podcast, you're definitely going to like what's going on there. So I would highly encourage you to to, to, uh, hit that link on our Twitter page, join the Discord, and see what's going on there. So with that... uh, Oh, before before we go into closing statements, a big shout out to those who participated in our main event. Thank you to John BT, Crucial Chase, and Will D, because as I always say, without folks taking part in our main events and questions of the weeks and interacting with us in our community that we're building up on Discord, we're just three old dudes yapping into the internet ether, so... Uh, kudos to you three fine folks for uh, uh, responding to our main event this week. And that will bring us to our close of episode 197 for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. 
otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Bling bling, y'all. And we'll be back next week. Episode 198 for your ears. Peace.